0: trying something new it might not be so good but with second sign and we might just die so let's try a new hobby interesting chord still learning the ukulele
1: Kate, the one who got her first sunburn of the year today. And I'm Jude, the one who just found out that they get to go back outside. And this is Friends of Niche Hobbies, a podcast where we try new niche hobbies every currently two weeks. Jude, two, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Jude, how's it going?
0: Uh, you know what? It's going pretty good. Very exciting news. One of my, my roommates and my besties had to start having some COVID-like symptoms, so she had to get tested, and we just got results back actually clean so I'm very excited because I was it's, it's one of those things I keep saying it like wouldn't it suck to get COVID right before you get vaccinated you know true so I'm living that high life I just got a bunch of beer delivered to me I'm gonna talk about where it's from in a bit I've been I've been rocking how are you doing
1: I'm good I'm just in the vaccine train as of today all four of my quote-unquote parents so our parents and then my in-laws have been there, have their first vaccinations
0: yay I'm just like, where'd you get two more parents from? Listen, I married saying, into them. Love you. Yes. Yes.
1: True. Yes. So, what is it like to have a relationship? Tell me. <laughs> I don't even know what it's like to not have one because it's been so long that I've been in this one. You're I know. Old. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: I read somewhere. I don't remember the source, but apparently the major parts part points that you age are 34, 60, and then 78. So look forward in three more years. Three and a You're
1: half. Not 31 yet
0: yet, but soon. this is the year that i turned 29 <laughs> oh
1: scared, yeah because
0: that means next year's 30
1: <laughs> but we have a plan for your 30th birthday already so we're we're ready
0: do we am i just gonna get sacrificed party oh perfect
1: that's what you said you wanted
0: i do want that you talked about I... it
1: again after you said you wanted it which is like because you say you want things all the time and after, like wait for a second like clue that you actually want them versus oh, being like i want this and then you don't ever talk yeah. about it yet
0: I was just confused if this was, like, the speakeasy wedding fantasy I
1: was talking about. No, that's your wedding.
0: My wedding. If anyone wedding- wants to
1: marry Jude so we can plan a speakeasy fantasy, please.
0: I don't even need to, honestly, like, if you want to marry me, that'd be great. But maybe i just, I might just throw this when I, like, turn 50 or something. Okay. But besides that, for my last two weeks, I just got some really fancy eggs from this place, Cafe Medina.
1: You, have Ooh. you been there with me? It sounds very familiar. I think Maybe. we
0: have. But anyways, they sell like really amazing eggs and like free range, like organic eggs. All right. So we order three flats at a time, and they do. And that's delivered grocery delivery too. So I got that. I got some some tapenade because I love olives. And besides that, I got I okay. This is cycling back to our last episode of miniatures. And if you listen to the last episode of miniatures, I did not like miniatures. I barely did mine. I had a big hissy fit, and then I just like yeah. I so. Get it. One of my friends sent me this play, this Instagram called Heritage Brick. And what this person does is essentially they buy, so this is not Lego brand, but they buy Legos, they reassemble them into kits and then they send them out in. and the kits are specific Vancouver landmarks. So one of the, the one that I built was Fortune Sound Club, which is a, a club in the, in Chinatown. My roommate got the Newtown Bakery, which is the best bakery in Vancouver. And then she also got Little Mountain Gallery, but uh, it was really rad. It was it, it was super fun to do, and I realized that I do like miniatures. I just need to find the right kind of miniatures. I did really enjoy that.
1: Dan, with his concussion, has really been into doing Lego because it's something like that exercises your brain. But yeah, it's not it's not yeah. did, like looking at a screen, which so many things are. Although we haven't really done any hobbies that mm. required a screen. Now that I'm thinking about it, unless you were looking at a recipe, but you could like, you know, remedy that by writing out a recipe. All right,
0: that, your fault? that being said, I've done all my research about our hobbies. Yeah, online.
1: I guess like our felting tutorials were online. I'm just looking at my like little hobby shelf. Geocache was kind of online, but, but that's because we yes. use the apps. Yes, I mean, and like I feel like it's almost like okay because you were yeah. like on your screen, but also like outside versus like in your house.
0: You're yeah, you're using it like it's like having a map. Like is it really? Is it really using a screen.
1: I think i just showing at the whole time. But yeah, no Lego. Hair, and the heritage are super cute. I saw that it'll have like the little Rio theater. So cute. Yeah,
0: I know they sold out of that one. I'm going to buy more. I think I'm going to, I'll try to purchase some for people that we love because I think that's yes. it too. I was
1: wondering if you had done that or not.
0: I kind of wanted to try it first, but he's going to reissue that. That's them. fair. Perfect. Also found a website I sent over to you, eatthismuch.com, which is a food planning website, which I love because like I feel like so often when I get food things, food things, when I get like food meal kits or I use like Noom or whatever, the recipes that give you are like, I don't want to say complicated. But they're like, they're using like a lot of stuff, and like I only have half of it in my house. And then the next recipe they have doesn't use any of those ingredients. So this was really lovely because literally it's like it tells you how much you should be eating. So I put in like my weight, like how much I want to lose, and blah blah blah. And it's like here's what you should eat. Every recipe I found has like four ingredients in it. Really simple, really easy. So I have been doing that.
1: So because so Jude, as he said, sent it to me. I've been doing it. My only complaint is two of the recipes I've had, I feel like they were like kind of missing an ingredient in that. Like I made um, quesadillas and then in the recipe at the last line says, recommend serving with sour cream. And I was like, I would have loved to do that, but I didn't put sour cream on my little grocery list. So I didn't have any. So it was sort of like, but you can go in and edit it. And I don't know if it edits for everyone or just for you. So the recipe, but I edited it and I added sour cream. And then I wrote optional guac. Like that's all they have to do is optional sour cream, optional guac. So in the future, if we make it again, cause it was really good other than that. If we make mm. it again, I have those notes. For me with everything going on, um, we were mm. getting like meal kits for a while, but they, like you said, they're kind of, they can, they can be expensive. They have a lot of like waste, even though they're trying to be better, yeah. it's still like your green onion comes wrapped in plastic. There's just a lot of plastic and packaging and it like stresses me out. So this is a really good alternative. Fun. And please tell us about this other app you have noted in our little, our little notes.
0: <laughs> I have also been recently obsessed with this app called uh, Design Home, which is literally just an interior design.
1: Oh, I know app. what it is. Like
0: you. Oh, you know what it is?
1: is? Uh, yeah, on- you get Go ahead. I'm looking something up okay. when you're talking. Tell us what the tell okay. people
0: what it is. It's literally like you get like a room, like a living room or a bedroom or something like that, and like some kind of rundown of what it is. So like there's always one one per day that's just like design a living room. And then there's more that's like you have to design it like a, a French style living room with like four items from this specific designer. Get like a certain amount of money every day, and then there are diamonds because it's like a paid, like some of it's pay to play. And I have to admit that I have definitely spent like I don't know $15 buying diamonds on this. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, it's just been fun. I like interior design. I guess it's like a shows me like what my interests are and then other people rate it. All right, tell me, tell me uh what so the been playing is.
1: Oh, I've been playing Design Home <gasps> since November of
0: 2016.
1: No <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I <inviting> literally you. <laughs> in my mind
0: was like, wouldn't it be weird if Kate also played this?
1: And yeah, I've it's the only like I go through phases of games, um, but this is the only game that I've like consistently played oh my gosh Remember? no I
0: just you're level 55
1: 55 yeah oh eight. I just
0: I, I just did my um connection to my Facebook so you came up and one of my friends from high school also came up hey Charlena, who's a reasonable level of 17 oh my gosh ah, you're such I've, good stuff
1: I've been playing since 2016 two quick updates after Gene's Ted talk about his life <laughs> I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, Nebby won one of those Facebook or Instagram giveaways that I feel like we all always enter and never expect to win, but Nebby actually won from Island Dog Company, and it arrived today. So it's actually (laughs) the ultimate dog mom gift box, it was called. So I'm wearing a sweater right now. It says weekends, coffee, and dogs. There was like these caramels that were like amazing. And coffee. I think that was it for me. Oh, and then a mug that says dog mom AF. So cute. Um, and then there's a bunch of dog treats and some shoes, um, a leash, a like little like bandana. It's like leather on one side and, um, sheep, like sheepskin on the other. It's like really Aww. like lugs, lux, lugs, lux, luxury. Lugs. No, we're making and it lugs. It's lugs. lugs. Um, and, oh, no, it is actually <laughs> kind of like Uggs though. Sheepskin, she had a, and a little like one of those like bows that slide on her collar. So super cute, super fun, super loved it. And oh, and all the items in it were, um, canadian and all all of them were bc or alberta so super stoked about that so i mean i'm sure i'll post a picture and you've all by now been linked to nebby's instagram but those lots pictures there and then another quick note so i was actually a guest on another podcast called imprinted stories on wednesday out of new york so she is going to let me know i don't want to give any more away um imprinted stories is about uh people talking about their scars which is super cool and interesting, and I love the name. Mm. So she will let me know when that is going to air, and we'll of course let you all know because I highly recommend checking it out. Um, but yeah, it was really fun, and so we're hoping to have some guests soon. Um, and so we're, you know, gonna try to reciprocate that and and yeah. get guests on some shows because there are lots of there are so many pockets out there, and so, like and obviously some of them are really really cool, and it can be hard to find them. So this was a, a cool way to do it.
0: Very cool. Okay, yeah. I have a question for you. This came up in my workplace. It's very yeah, serious. Okay. okay. Subway or Chipotle?
1: I've never had Chipotle.
0: I love that you said Chipotle.
1: What is it supposed to be? Chipotle. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the States, you just never know.
0: You're absolutely right. I Okay, I think maybe this is... Because I'm also Subway. And one of my coworker who's Irish, she's like, oh, people in Ireland love Subway. But then she asked another Irish guy at our work, and he's like, Chipotle. And I'm like, why okay. would you like... Why would you like Chipotle? I've yet to have. Oh gosh, who was I like dating when I went to Chipotle? We went there um, once and I was like, why not just go to somewhere amazing like Chancho's on Davie Street or like Do you, Lemus do you have a Chipotle
1: in Vancouver?
0: Yeah, I think we have like two. Oh, I've been, yeah, I would never be. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think they were there when we were growing up.
1: Yeah, well, here's my question for you then. Would you go Subway or Quiznos? Oh, Subway. Okay, me too. And this is the problem in my house is that Dan is a Quiznos man. What?
0: Quistos is just like... Subway, you can have it your way. (laughs) But anyway, speaking of food, what are we
1: drinking? I'm drinking Crown and Thieves Pinky Blinders. Ooh! Obviously play on Pinky Blinders, which is the TV show slash gang. So, Crown and Thieves... Just quick background. There's a winery in Kelowna called The Hatch. And they've been around for a little while now. And we are, like, we're big fans. It's like a, kind of a yeah. cool spot. It's like this little, like, almost like potting shed type experience. Keeping it really casual. And in The Hatch, they had, like, a bunch of other brands. So it was, the, like, a lot of wineries do this. They had The Hatch brand, and they had black swift which is their top tier and they had crown and thieves which is like another tier and they had something else in remember what it is but in the last few years they've been super popular and so they've split those into separate wineries so now there's the hatch there's black swift and crown and thieves which is his own winery and so dan and i went to check it out two weeks ago mm-hmm. during a little break maybe three weeks ago and what they have done at crown and thieves is like a new building but it looks old like they've <sighs> built it to look old um, and the basement is actually like a speakeasy type bar because the guy who owns the mall is in a band and so that's like their practice space. It is really, really cool. Like a lot of like taxidermy animals and like weird like situation. It's just like really really fascinating. So okay, credit thieves. And the thing I want to mention about this wine is, um, very sadly, Jason Parks is the gentleman who owns the wineries. His cousin was murdered by her partner. So she's a victim of domestic violence. And so every, and she loved Rosé. So every single bottle of pinky blinders that they sell a dollar goes to the Col women's shelter which is super lovely and I love that uh, and it's a really like I don't know june if you can see it it's like a really dark rose like almost red lovely yeah so I'm a big fan I really like it. we bought two bottles and I had the intention of saving one until my in-laws came to visit but obviously no well, this is the second bottle so I didn't but we'll go buy more yeah. uh, and I just want to finish off the crown and the tagline is made by scoundrels sipped by royalty.
0: I will say I truly do love the hatch as somebody who was it's yeah. from a wine family who is not a wine person mm-hmm. um they're one of the few breweries that I've been or breweries wineries <laughs> I've been to that I felt really comfortable with and that I've been like really okay with the like lack of knowledge of wineries so if you're somebody who's in the Kelowna area and you're looking for a winery to like taste some wine at and be really felt really welcomed at I would absolutely recommend the hatch because they have yeah. been the bomb.com
1: yeah. And I would also recommend Crown Thieves and even Black Switch as well. Like they've really, yeah. that whole, the Jason Parks brand has really tried to be really approachable and not make you feel like weird about not knowing things, which is really important. As yes, we kind of talked well. about in our wine tasting episode. Yes.
0: All right. So like I said earlier in the podcast, we had a brief COVID scare of my household. So we are getting everything delivered to the house. I had beer delivered by the Vancouver Beer Van, which delivers amazing. craft beer that day. So I ordered it like, I think 1.30, 2 p.m. And it showed up at 6. So I bought one of them from pa- uh, from Brassic, which is an amazing brewery that is, which is the great part is that they don't sell in stores. There's no barcode on this can. It is, they purely sell in the brewery. And like when, I'm, when COVID times are not there, that brewery is packed. It's so wonderful. They make great beer. So they- I got a four pack from i got two four packs from them the one i'm drinking right now is called peel session it is an ipa with a sweet orange peel really nice i also got the passive aggressive which is a super strong ipa as well then i also got i have another can sitting with me which is dominion cider this is the the magic hour that was really great because i was really sad because obviously like we have a liquor store a block away from us i'm like we can't go there because we're locked down so this was really wonderful not only that, though, this is the best beer that I've probably gotten in, in months because all these, all the breweries that we went, that they picked up our stuff from are all scattered all around Vancouver. Normally it's a great time picking up beer from them, but we just can't safely do it right now or we couldn't safely do it this week. So
1: I, cool. I like love that. I feel like that's the most Vancouver thing ever the Vancouver mm. beer van. That's super but, cool. Uh,
0: yeah, it was great. You know, you flash your ID at them and you go, oh, yes, I was born before 2000. There's a one on my uh, license so you know we're good. All right, Caitlin, it's been, we've had a good chat. Let's talk about the hobby.
1: All right, so this week we are doing gardening, but not just any gardening, patio-esque gardening. So I live in a townhouse. I don't have a sprawling lawn because I am a millennial and it is 2021. So We decided to, you know, make it a little smaller. So this is the kind of gardening that anyone could do. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a sprawling lawn and garden, you can still do patio container type gardening. So because we call it patio gardening, but we're really talking about is container gardening. So that's kind of where I focused my bit. So container gardening or pot gardening, not to be confused with marijuana gardening is the practice of growing plants, including edible plants, exclusively in containers, instead of planting them in the ground. So container and gardening is a small, enclosed, and usually portable object used for displaying live flowers or plants. Oh, I love when like the Wikipedia explanation is like a robot or like an alien wrote it. Um, <laughs> it may take the form of a pot, box, tub, basket, tin, barrel, or hanging basket. Containers range from simple plastic pots to teacups, which we've all seen is super cute on Instagram, to complex automatically watered irrigation systems. This flexibility in design is another reason container gardening is popular with growers. They can be found on porches, front steps, and in urban locations, even on rooftops. Potting material must be loose and allow drainage to offer proper aeration for roots to breathe and prevent root rot, which is a concern you have with pots because you don't have the same drainage you would have in natural soil. There are many advantages to growing plants in containers but three that are sort of the most prevalent is that you have less risk of soil borne disease because you're controlling the soils that go in there you buy the bag of soil at costco or rona or wherever you put the soil in the pot and it's done it's not the same as if you're planting in the ground you don't have as much control there is virtually you virtually eliminate the weed problem again because you're controlling the soil you're controlling the space you can probably i imagine still get weeds but it'd be way less common and a lot easier to contain um, and mobile mobile plants give more control over moisture, sunlight, and temperature. So if you plant something and you put it in this corner of your patio and it's not doing so well, you can move it over to this corner of your patio or this corner or this corner, or maybe you move it to a different patio. Maybe you move it inside. Like the ability to move the plants around give you a lot more control. And I find like personal note, a lot more flexibility when you can plant because for us, we plant plants that outside during the summer they're outside but in the the winter we bring them inside whereas if we plant them outside it'd be either they would die or we'd have to take a lot more effort to keep them alive or instead we just bring them in and put them in front of a window and they're fine until the next summer. That being said Jude as always tell us about the history of patio (laughs) gardening type things.
0: So I was like I'm not going to do another I'm not going to talk to you about gardening because let yeah. me just, it started at the beginning of time. One of human being, one of the human species number one amazing abilities is our ability to essentially... Take things that are edible and change them into even more edible things. So there's some really interesting paintings that show watermelons from 300 years ago and how drastically different they look now. So we're really good at selective breeding of plants to make them more and more edible. So that is a really cool thing. I'm not going to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk about word pa- the word patio because we said patio gardening and I was like, I'm going to focus on. Patios. I love
1: this. I love I, it so I, much.
0: I, yes. So <laughs> a patio is an outdoor courtyard, usually surrounded by buildings, uh, largely paved and partially planted. The word patio is from Spanish origin, patio overall is a Spanish thing, and it comes from the old world use, old world word of patio or patu, meaning pasture, the land at the back of the house. Pasture uh, Patios were used to keep animals safe at night, um, and as modern society developed, came to be used more as an outdoor living room. This was, of course, uh, the traditional Mediterranean use of garden courtyards in modern English and American gardens. A patio is a paved area uh, near the house used for outdoor sitting and eating. It has many buildings, and maybe have a building on one or two sides, but it's likely an internal, it is unlikely, pardon me, to be an internal courtyard like the Spanish Mm -hmm. patios. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a little blurb from uh, the architect Britannia. Uh, Patio Mm -hmm. is a Spanish and Latin architectural feature. A courtyard, within a building. So again, this is a a different definition from what we're actually talking about. Um, Open to the sky. It is a Spanish development of the Roman atrium. Uh, and It is comparative to the Italian quartile. The patio was a major feature of medieval Spanish architecture. The Seville Cathedral, which was built between 1402 and 1506, um, has a patio, as did the Ducal Palace of Guadalajara. Thank you. 1480 to 92 destroyed in 1936 which was transitional work to display moorish gothic and renaissance architectural details
1: yay now you know
0: more about patios
1: i like know a lot more about patios so i texted jude and let me show this story when we were like because we have like obviously of you all notice every year every year every episode we alternate who does history and who does what we're doing and generally dude lands on like these crazy historic things and so i texted jude omg you're doing history for gardening Ha 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 ha! ha with like 800 things so jude i highly respect your like ability to turn that around love
0: turn that it. around love it that's it
1: on that we're doing, note
0: we're doing a very contained very small area Open to sunlight, maybe Spanish in origin, vibe check.
1: Woo. Woo! See?
0: So what's your experience level going into this,
1: Kate? All right, so here's the thing. We do not come from a family of gardeners. <laughs> Our beloved mother, hi, Mom, sorry I are doing this to you again on the podcast, loved the idea of a garden of any kind. Not always successful in the execution. Mom, we love you. So... Growing up, I, like, had to, like, weed our, like, in the ground garden, and then mom started to find success. We had, like, one of those, like, herb planters. It was, like, terracotta, and it has, like, little, like, bowls almost off the side of it, so you can plant a bunch of herbs in one thing. We were great at that. It did super well. Since then, I haven't really done a lot of, like, gardening-type things until last year. So, last year, I was turning 30, we had originally had plans for like some sort of large extravagant party because I love parties but it was also COVID so obviously we didn't and so Dan and I were like okay like we're not going anywhere this summer we're not going over for your birthday let's make our patio we have two patios let's make our patios the best they can be so we went to the stores and we bought these like really cool planters which I'll post pictures of and we bought some plants and we're really excited however we were doing this in June which is quite late to start planting things I mean, did our best so prior to doing this hobby i had some experience but i would say it's like more of like a casual casual experience so like let's plant plants we went and bought the things and we put them in we didn't like do any research we didn't try anything because we just were like let's just see how this goes which is not really the best idea so my experience level was like medium but going into this week i was really excited because we obviously placed this strategically for when it made sense to do planting so i was really excited because we had wanted to really sort of like up our game this year and make sure we took the time to look at what we were doing plant things the right way make the right mix of soils go earlier and get like plants when we should and plant them when we should so i was really excited going into this to sort of take the experience last year because like for example last year we planted tomatoes and we got tomatoes off them was it great no but we got tomatoes and we planted herbs and they were um, did amazing we had basil took over our whole patio basically so and I made like uh, pesto out of it and it was amazing so I was excited to sort of garden with purpose and this podcast being my sort of guiding light of that but what about you experience level so
0: I have I feel like a very different part just because I think same background obviously our mom Mm -hmm. I think the problem the issue was that she was allergic to a lot of the plants that she planted as well that didn't help but i moved to vancouver right after or i guess two years after high school when i got into university i went to school in vancouver and that meant that i lived in a lot of really garbage suites one of the best way to make a suite that is not great better is to put a bunch of plants in it and especially in vancouver a lot of ba- people have basement suites that have just like open furnaces in there so that it keeps the rest of the house but it also means that like your place is hot so that's yeah. great for plants so the very first place i moved into my roommate Steph, again, was upset. She had a basil plant that grew like crazy. It was ha- super, super happy because it was in our one basement window and it was <laughs> always so warm. His name was Randy. Um, I'd rather eat Randy. And then since then, I've kind of gone through a couple of different places with similar. I have very rarely owned plants of my own, but I lived in a collective house for a while and they grew kale and red beans. So the whole backyard was dedicated to that. I know it was awful. I still remember them like, I don't mind kale. I have kale chips. I have kale and stuff, but I still remember like, I, they would treat me kind of like a picky eater because I was like, I don't really know if I like kale. I don't like chewy. I'd be like, we snuck kale into your food. And I was like, I'm an adult. I also know it's good for me to eat kale. Like, <laughs> like you don't have to it.
1: I personally hate kale chips for whatever mm. reason. But That's fair. Yeah, I, I do like it. Like, I started having it in salads and I had it in the garlic soup yeah, and in the, the soup that we made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that just seems like, to me, like a weird decision to grow those two things mainly. Yeah. Like, there are but, other vegetables.
0: Yeah, it was weird. But I mean, part of it was like 12 people lived in the house. So there's sort of like a cost We could have a whole too.
1: podcast about why I think that place you lived was weird. So let's not get into I it. I
0: mean, it was weird and it's fair. We should have this whole episode about different living styles and I can talk about all the different weird places I've lived. And I can remember uh, um, how
1: I didn't live in any of them.
0: No, 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 no. So I've lived in a lot of places where I have had people who had plants. But it wasn't really until I moved into this place about five years ago. Wow. Then I actually started to have plants. So the first thing we started off with is succulents. So I started having succulents and I love succulents because I thrive off neglect. Um, like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm having a bit of a mealy bug, bug situation. Yeah. I realized what it was. It's the cats. The tra- There was one plant that was <gasps> sick and they rubbed up against it and then rubbed up against another plant. That and makes spread sense. It. Yeah. So
1: it happened. That darn cat.
0: And about three years ago, roommate Megan who is like kind of a food science nerd I would say more than like a really foodie she started dedicating a bunch of time into building out the garden because we do have a backyard we're in kind of a rundown Mm -hmm. house but we have a backyard and previously it was just full of like gross metal fencing and like it was really not nice so she did a lot of work and built out planter boxes dug out the garden it's now overtaken by weeds but then she made myself and her partner Stu do a bunch of weeding and taking care of it and stuff like that. And then last year I had actually tried to get part of the gardening aspect and nothing happened and I was super despondent and now they've all bloomed this year. Mm. So I've had some experience purely by like, I've been dragged along gardening. I've just had stuff. I have quite a few succulents in my office and in my room. We have a mm. lot of plants in the house, which honestly have been so key during COVID. There's something about having plants that just like, it, it really helps. But they're yeah. still like I still kill really finicky things. I kill, I killed my aloe vera the first day I had it. Um I put it in direct sunlight and it just was Yeah, dying. doesn't like
1: that.
0: No, not a fan. So when I was but I know enough that when I was picking out plants for this hobby, I knew which plants to pick out to guarantee I would have success.
1: Checks out. Checks out.
0: Yeah, I would call myself like medium level of being able to do this. I know what the plants are, but like you know, I had where to get started if I wanted to start my own garden, but am I a green thumb? Absolutely not. I still have to work hard not to kill mm-hmm. everything.
1: That's the, like, tagline for our family. I have to work hard to try not to kill anything. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That being said, what did you do and what did it cost?
0: Okay, so I just want to do a really quick, so we do have a full garden in our, ha- in our backyard. It costs about $300 to build the planters ourselves from wood from Home Depot. A lot of the costs was the dirt itself mm-hmm. because we did have like kind of clay underneath our garden. And then the ones that were elevated, the planter boxes, obviously we were trying to go for fresh dirt. That's a, that's expensive. That's like $150 for our big, with a huge like vegetable planter box. So there's that. I also wanted to do a shout out to my succulent bros. Um. My favorite thing is a cocodama ball, which is made with coconut fiber, hemp, and dirt. It's about $20 per, for coconut fiber for the clump, about $12 for what we used, which was about three rolls, and that made about 15 cocodama balls. They're really nice. Um, basically, they, you could hang them, which is really lovely, especially if you're in an apartment, or they can go outside as well if they're the right succulent. And uh, basically, you just the dirt is already in there. You just soak it in water when the, re- when the leaves start to wrinkle a little bit, which is what succulents do when they need more water. But what I actually did, I was, like, not thrilled because I was like, oh, God, we're going to have to do gardening during COVID times. And people love gardening during COVID times. This is a this is a banging hobby. And I was like, no. I don't want to go to Home Depot. Guess what? A new florist opened up on the corner of my block. What? So I went down. You know, every florist seems to have, like, racks outside of their store, and there's, like, a bunch of plants on there. Bought a bunch of plants up there. They were between $1.75 and $3. What? I bought mint. I bought tomato plants. And I bought some like actual like not food plant it's already looks like it's dying I don't know what it is I can keep food plants alive I do not do well with non-food plants besides succulents so and then I bought a bag of dirt so it was household dirt which is the same which is what you should buy for container dirt so there's like there's the dirt that li- that's already on the ground if you put a bunch of house dirt in it you're basically just throwing your money away this the the house dirt is much more airy that kind of goes towards what Kate also was saying called, about like, root rot also called like
1: potting sorry potting is what yeah. it's also called
0: yeah, yeah that was Two fifty cost me $8. I, I'm insanity. gonna go back and get more. We had to take a, a quick pause obviously because I didn't want to get anybody sick but I'm gonna go back this weekend now that we know that we're safe and buy more of them because yeah super super cheap. I and then I had pots lying around because we do have pots but I also used I, I opened up cans with a can opener. My mint plant is chilling yeah. in a Phillips Dino Sour. Love it. And like just like stab a, bo- a hole in the bottom so that when you so that the thing that the best thing I found to deter from root rot is to just have that little hole in the bottom of the pot so yeah. if you overpour the water, it just drains out anyways.
1: Yeah, you want to make sure you have a drainage, yeah, for sure.
0: So yeah, this hobby, it cost me $8. And I will say, like, we always spend a lot of money on the on things, but everything that I bought and I recycled, I reuse other things super easily that. is perfect. So, yeah, this was super cheap for me. I also just do want to do a quick shout-out because I'm specifically focusing on our BC friends. If you do want to have outdoor succulents, which are super low maintenance and super lovely. There are some that can survive up to minus 20. So they're always going to be called either stone crop, sedum plants, or sempervivum. So we have red carpet in our garden, which is just like, they're low. They, they kind of make sense for, I they survive in the cold. Very low to the ground. They're not like your normal, like, succulent idea where they get really big. They're very, like, crawly kind of plants. But they are really okay. lovely. And if you're looking for some filler or something to look nice over the winter, Really great option. We do have some. Good ones, to I
1: know. We went to Art Naps in Kelowna. So Art Naps, I think it's a BC chain because I know they have them elsewhere. But hmm. yeah, I love. We love going there because we don't know a lot about plants. The people who work there know a lot about plants, and also um, you're allowed to bring your dog. So now you got to come with us for plant shopping. So we spent fifty six dollars in plants at Art Naps, but we got five herbs, three tomato plants, two lettuce things, a pepper plant, two things of pansies. Um, that are edible so we can put them on top of drinks and stuff and a ornamental miniature rose bush. So it was like it wasn't cheap, but the plants are super, super healthy looking. There was lots to choose from and we're really confident in our decisions. So we're super happy. And we planted them in our planter box that we bought last year. So the boxes were a hundred dollars at Rona last year and it's sort of like they're plastic but and there's three of them and then you kind of like you can set them up in a bunch of different c- configurations we have ours sort of like one and then over is like the next one and then the bottom one so it's mm-hmm. whatever a shape so we how our patio is set up and how the sun hits that works really well for us um, and like i said we got them last year and they're they look the same as it did last year they haven't aged we left them out all winter like the plants obviously died but they're doing super well that's great. We spent another $10 to buy a, one more big planter, which we've now put all our herbs in. We had so many plants, we couldn't fit them all. Um, and then we spent actually only $12 in dirt because Costco had a huge thing of dirt, organic potting soil that we mixed. We had perlite um, that we mixed in with it, to sort of aerated it. And I don't remember how much it was, but Dan is growing some recreational plants. So in BC, they're legal they are legal. In BC, you can grow up to two wheat, or I think it's two. That's actually where a lot of my knowledge from is Dan's research on his weed plants translates to growing other plants. So we had this perlite left over from them. So we mixed that in just to lighten it up a little bit. So it cost us this year about $68 to do all the planting, but it's mainly because we had a lot of the infrastructure, I guess you could say. But at the same time, it's still under $200. If we, Even if we had to buy the planters again this year, still under $200 and we'll have like Lots of food coming off of them. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I didn't mention think because we just bought it yesterday. We also bought for $15 a hanging basket that is a strawberry nice. plant, and we're pretty excited about that. So I love fresh strawberries, so yay.
0: Just as a note, because you didn't mention perlite, if you are somebody who regularly deals with root rot or you're finding that you're overwatering mm-hmm. your plants, perlite is a really way to, great way to combat that. Basically, it's just it helps that water move more fluidly through the dirt and gets it out of there and, and avoids that kind of stuff, so
1: absolutely so it is it is kind of expensive but you don't need a ton of it
0: yes did you like it
1: so i did dan has like i said has really spearheaded this gardening initiative i would say in our home i wasn't sure how much i would love this but i, I really did i love we went to the like i said we went to the garden center we went to our nap it was like a beautiful sunny day in kelowna it feels like summer i had a uh, lunch on our patio today and i Ooh. like definitely got sunburned like i mentioned at the top of the episode so yeah. like whoo love it so I was really excited and, you know, we plant all the plants and then yesterday we also bought a fountain for our little patio and it, like, we don't get a ton of street noise in our patio, we get a little bit and the fountain just sort of like, not just, not that it necessarily drowns it all out, but it sort of like melds with it, so it all just feels like fountain noise, which is very relaxing. So I, I did. I really enjoyed picking the plants, I really enjoyed planting them all, and I do Love, and I remember this from last year I love like going out and like oh my gosh look at these tomatoes like they'd be ready soon and I'm because strawberries are ready in June so like they'll be ready quite a bit earlier than everything else it's like oh my gosh like the idea of like picking a strawberry off of our strawberry plant is like so exciting and you know we do a lot of craft cocktails Dan and I are both bartenders in the past so like having like fresh mint and having fresh pansies to put on top is like a really exciting thing And we bought two mints this year. One is like a regular sort of more mojito-y type mint, but one is called a chocolate mint. And so Dan's, it smells like chocolate. So Dan's really excited to like get into that and try it out. So yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. And it was really lovely yesterday, Dan and I were sitting outside, planting the plants. But yeah, it's like, it's just a nice way to be outside and feel connected to things. And now, yeah, you have something to to check on every day, which, you know, was really helpful last year in COVID. And although we're getting closer with vaccines and things like that, we're still in a pandemic so having that um it's really nice did you like it
0: uh I did I did and for a lot of I think the similar reasons it's making you go outside so that is and it's like a really like low barrier thing to go outside like going Mm -hmm. outside to maybe water the plants or check on them or something like that Mm -hmm. I really like that I love picking out the plants I love that moment of being like oh I can support a local business because that's really nice right now because a lot of them getting hit really hard yeah I mean I think this almost transitioned straight into like was it relaxing the reason why I liked it was the because it was relaxing it was very like it is something you can put a podcast on I've definitely done when I've been like weeding our larger garden I've definitely put on like a mini series of podcasts and just like gone through there but for this planting it picking out the beer cans picking (laughs) for my one pot all that stuff it it was it was very relaxing it was really lovely and it's it's also sunny in Vancouver so it was nice it was kind of a nice reminder that like the outside world exists and we get to We'll eventually be able to rejoin it, but this is a really safe way for, for us to join it now.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I did. I also found it relaxing for similar reasons. Um, and then also, obviously, I'm going to find it useful because I we planted exclusively edible plants. So pansies are edible yeah. and roses are technically edible as well. So everything planted, we can technically eat. And we also have from last year, a hibiscus, which is edible and then we have a desert rose which isn't but it's just very beautiful so I'm really excited about that and I mean like obviously it's not like we're gonna like survive off these plants that we have but we planned like I said a bunch of like salad greens which is just a really like it's really fun to like go to your garden and cut the salad greens wash them eat the salad it's just really useful and also like satisfying
0: I will say the one plant that I bought that was not edible, I'm like, why did I buy this? I feel like the, the most way I can be invested in my plants is if I can eat them afterwards, which, but it's it's cool. And a lot of the edible plants that we, that we're talking about here have almost weed like roots, like yes. basil, mint, and I think cilantro have what's called runner roots, which is very yeah. similar. So they do spread out. So there is like, it's worthwhile for them to be in a container because they'll just take over whatever they're in. But they're very healthy, they're very strong, and you can eat them, which is very, very useful. So I, I agree. There's, like, a mental health component, even if you want to plant, like, all, you know, rose bushes or flowers or whatever. Yeah. But the ones that you can plant that grow really well, very easily, they're edible, and they're really, really lovely. And that is, there is something really nice about being, like, I, like, I ate some mustard greens, and I grew, yeah. like, and I was like, this feels great. I feel so good about myself that I, I, I grew this. This came from the ground, because I made it happen.
1: Absolutely. and it's funny like last year I could be getting this wrong, but our basil plant was out of control and then our parents, who live three kilometers away from us had they have like a mint plant that was out of control. so we yeah. just exchanged like here I'll give you some of our basil and you give us some of your mint and like you we'll trade. so it's yeah. it's kind of funny like we live so close together, but like our aspects are different and we live in we do live in because we have such a big lake here in Kelowna. Our parents are much closer to the lake, so that proximity does make a difference in things like temperature and moisture and things like that. But mm. yeah, it's funny. Yeah, Herbs in particular, I, a good place to start.
0: Oh, absolutely. I will say dandelions do win over mint. We learned that the hard way. We used to have mint taking sure over garden. We're like, this is fine. We love mint. And then dandelions came in, they just obliterated them. It's like, dandelions okay, are also
1: sense. edible, though.
0: They are. We just haven't gotten into that yet. I would so,
1: prefer to eat mint, though.
0: Yeah, better in cocktails. Yes. I think we've already a little bit touched on this, but how niche do you think this hobby was?
1: I would say it's not that niche because no. I think it was niche a while ago. Like people on patios probably, with it. especially like if you're thinking like an apartment patio or balcony, yeah. I don't think people really did a lot of gardening. But I would say with the advent of people not being able to not live in apartments, financially or by choice they're starting to explore that and I would say in particular like the succulent experience has yeah. really taken off in recent years and now you're seeing more and more about you know people are more aware of like food security where their food is coming from and so obviously if you can go to the store you buy your tomato plant and you grow your own tomatoes you know exactly where that food has been so I would say it's not that niche at all because people are into growing food and plants in general.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, gardening has never been that niche of a hobby. True. Oh, do. But I think that, yeah, the it's a very millennial thing. Uh, or even Gen X, yeah. and you can't really afford a home. Or if you can't afford it, it's probably going to be a condo. You're not going to have, have a backyard. So the advent of, of, cow, of patio uh, gardening is, has been very hot recently. Same thing, though. Like, this is just, like, a general thing. If you find that you're having, like, like you could be as depressed as heck, even with plants. But I'm just saying, if you want to, like, lift up a little bit, buy a few plants. So like, it's not like you to water while you wallow in your depression. So
1: it's true. It and yeah, and like try to find like except for Jude. Generally aloe vera is easy, any sort of succulent type thing, fairly easy to maintain. Or you know what? If you want to go full on, get an orchid. There's a lot of like information about how to take care of it. And it might be like that little bit of like, I have to take care of this plant that like helps you push through. Not to say this obviously not like it's to cure your depression, but It may help with giving you something that you care about that's easy-ish to maintain. It's a distraction. Also,
0: like orchids are very dramatic, so they're like they'll like really like the leaves will fall and look very sad and depressed, and then you water them like and you could like there's a little bit more of a visual thing which I think think people appreciate for gardening or for. I've like
1: only ever killed orchids, but I love the idea of them. They're beautiful. COVID friendliness.
0: So this is a tough one because technically I had to go to a store for this. You also had to yes. go to a store for this. Yes, that's true. We were very lucky to stay local. I guess technically there are places that you could order plants from online. So if you if you did, you could be able to do that. That being said, I would say there is a cost benefit to being able to go in somewhere. Like I paid way less money because I went into a local store and yes. I was able to support a local business, which I'm super proud to have done. And I'm super happy to save that money in my wallet but there is an ad so so I would say yes this is COVID friendly it does support your mental health you can purchase plants online and have them delivered to you so that's safety we chose not to do that you do have better money saving if you don't so that is a risk that you have to, to choose to take but I would say that the mental health benefit of this outweighs the if you choose to take that risk that is a risk that you take as a grown adult and if you choose to do it online then this is a completely COVID friendly hobby.
1: Yeah I know also add, like, I agree with everything you said. And when we went to Art Naps, almost all of it was outside with just mm-hmm. like a roof. So we, I never had to wear a mask. Everyone was wearing masks. They had um, those directional like arrows on the aisles. So we were never really within ten feet of anyone. Yeah. And because it was all outside, it felt a lot safer even than like being at a grocery store. So I agree. You do have to go out if. Ideally, you go out and pick the plants yourself. You can order them online. But I would say even if you're going to a store, as far as stores go, garden centers are pretty safe just in their nature that most of it's outside.
0: I agree. Is this your new niche hobby?
1: I would say yes. Now, again, again, like every year, Dan are saying we get better at this. We have more knowledge. We know what we want. We know what works, what doesn't work. So I'd say yes. And our hope, like every millennial, is to one day own our own home with a yard. And in that point i like my degree is in environmental studies which ba- thank you to facebook i realized i finished eight years ago uh and so i find grass really frustrating because people put so much work into maintaining it and it has like no value and it's terrible so good. like when we eventually have our house we obviously will have grass but i'll probably just plant clover which looks the same but at least has like flowers for the bees for Nebby to run on, but I would also want to have like a large area that was like, you know, food, plants and things like that. So yeah, I think this is sort of a long-term hobby where we live now. We really love, we're trying to maximize our garden space here. And then eventually we'll transition to beyond patio gardening into garden gardening. But yes, no, I do. And I, and during the winter, I find the plants really bring like joy, the ones that come inside and the ones that don't and stay aside and die. It's fine. Like it's just, wait, it's the circle of life. But it's, it's yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And I think it will be around for a while. What about you?
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Partially just because I bought these things and they're alive and now I feel invested in them continuing to be alive. So that's yes. helpful. Yes. But I agree the same thing. I do really love, I mean, there is something so lovely about when you have a patio garden or a regular garden that is in bloom and it's edible we have brunette in our garden, which is very, like, it has a very light cucumber flavor to it. Ooh. And so it grows flowers that are edibles and leaves. They both have this sort of cucumber flavor. And so I mm-hmm. love, like, leaving the house and picking up a couple flowers and eating. Like, there's something really lovely about that. So, yes, this is a long term hobby for me. And it's also a great hobby tool belt because the more you know about plants, the more you know about where your food comes from, and the more that you're able to be a more educated and informed, per- like, buyer and purchaser and just person in the world.
1: Great. So next week, right. Jude, what are we doing?
0: We're doing card making. Make a card for your friends, for your family, for yourself. You deserve it. You're a star. To your dog. Your dog. Well,
1: you do deserve it. You are a star. Yeah. Yeah. Next week we're doing card making. Should be fun. I'm, I'm finally- my cricut cut. <laughs> yes, she's right. gonna go full on with the cricut And I feel like, I mean, this is almost jumping the gun, but I feel like regardless of how it goes for us, this is another good tool belt hobby because if you're like OMG, I have this blank or thing I do, and I don't have a card. And also, cards are like 5 to $8 these days. Oh, yeah. So I feel like it's a good skill to have financially as well. There's a blank, uh, sorry. Save that money. Yes. Oh, I so, thought you were like punctuating. No. But yes, we'll go with that. Punctuating. Ignore the fly. So on that note, thank you for listening. If you are listening, you will note that this episode came out on Sunday. We are now moving to Sunday release just because we record Friday night We've been drinking. And then I find that it's kind of rushy on Saturday. So this will allow me Saturdays to edit and then re listen and hopefully bring you the best possible podcast possible. Thus, little bit changes. I mean, it is making our lives a little bit easier, but we really are focusing on trying to bring you. The best version of the show that we can. Mm-hmm. So for more information for links uh to everything we talked about today or to support the show, go to friendswithnichehobbies.com, follow us on social media at friends with niche hobbies. And if you have a niche hobby you'd like us to try, if you have a thoughts, if you have concerns, if you want to send us a picture of your patio garden, tag us on social media or send us a picture to uh, our email. The email is friends with niche hobbies podcast at gmail.com.
0: Please subscribe, review, tell a friend. It helps us so much. We are just having a great time doing some hobbies during COVID times and we would love to share it to more and more people. Thank you so much to our patrons who support us, Dave, Kath, and Liz. If you would like to purchase us a beverage, so it is a really a one-time donation, you can find that on our website. Remember to be awesome to each other. These are wild times and we're all just trying to do our best. Coordination has ever been my strong suit. That's <laughs> strong. As I immediately <laughs> knock over my microphone. I honestly didn't hear anything.
1: Well, I was muted, so you, I couldn't explain to you what was going on. <laughs> I didn't even notice.
0: I love the sound of my own voice so much, apparently.
1: Well, I, that's why I thought I would get away with it, because I was like, eh, Jude will be talking for a little while. Here's my thought. It's a warehouse.
0: We're gonna rent out an entire warehouse. Tons of them. Then, a la, like, movie sets, we just make a bunch of rooms maze-like. Almost, like, imagine, like, a haunted house. Um, and then each room is its own separate speakeasy. And then, so you have to like work your way through, and every speakeasy has its own signature drink, its own stuff.
1: I think it was just like, nah, I'm sorry, am I boring you? Yeah.